I am so tired of six-man tag team matches, main eventing Raw, main eventing SmackDown, main eventing Raw again, main eventing SmackDown again. It's enough. It's enough. Okay, I get it. You have six people that you can put in a match together. I get it. Three on three. We've seen it. We've seen it every week. Stop it. Please stop it. You have wonderful talent that you could have one-on-one matches with. A main event. We've seen the six-man tag team match main event on Raw and SmackDown. Okay? And I don't mean put it at the beginning. I don't mean put it in the middle. I mean just stop it. Stop. Stop it. This is the S yes talk. Yes! 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 WrestleMania 3 at the Silver Dome in Pontiac, Michigan. It's going to be called down the middle 50-50. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. I heard you laugh. I heard you get off on it, brother. In their business life and in their private life. How big is WWE really compared to every other pro wrestling organization in the country? If you want to invest in pro wrestling, you invest in WWE. They're the biggest. There is no number two. We need a number two. It's WWE and everything else. We need a number two. Number one is great, all right? Number five is fucking amazing, all right? We, we need to get some production. We need to get some more networks behind pro wrestling. We need PWG with a weekly show. We need the WWE, sure, keep them with the weekly show. But at least monthly, Lucha's out there. TNA, get them on visible networks. ROH, fix the quality. ROH has amazing talent. Okay, all of them. All these guys are out there. All of these organizations. NXT, fuck, NXT is the number two. That's the way it is. It used to be like, like, okay, and like NXT has made WWE even more unreachable from the rest of professional wrestling in America and maybe the world, right? Because it used to be, okay, you'd come in, you'd go to WWE, you'd be in there, and then you'd step up to here, all right? But WWE is saying... World Wrestling Entertainment is saying that their minor league show is better than the next best organization in the country. In the country. The WWE is saying that their minor league, their AAA, their lesser show, I don't even know if it's lesser because the talent is amazing. Their, Their minor league show is better. Think about that. Better than the next best pro wrestling organization in the country. And that's what WWE is saying. Because you don't come straight to the main roster anymore. You don't just come in, go to training, and then show up on the main roster. You go through NXT, and they're proving it doesn't matter who you are. You're going through NXT. These guys, Finn Balor, was more than ready for the main roster. Kevin Owens from Kevin Steen, he could have walked right in to the main roster. He could have. He fights their style. He has their look. It, I, the WWE's main roster looks really, really, their future looks really bright, and the future's starting to be now. All right? Neville? Oh, God, the new level for Neville. All right. No. 
Hey, yo. Yo. Hey! This is the Spanish announce table. Hey! Of the SpanishAnnounceTable.net. Yeah, that's it. It's Captain Awesome. Uh-huh. And my surprise buddy, T-Mac. Yeah, right here. Taking over. Uh-huh. This show sucks. Yeah. So what? listen to our yeah. show. Yeah. What? Yeah. We got to tweet the table. I'm We're getting ready to do. We're getting ready to do. We're getting ready to do tweet the table. Uh-huh. Over on the other show. Yeah, across the hall. Yeah, it's better. listen to this one. Yeah. Just stop this one right now. Yeah. Stop it. Go on the TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. Yeah. Check out Spanish Announce Table. Yeah. Check them out. Yeah. T-Mac's angry today. Tell me why you're angry today, I'm T-Mac. fucking mad. Look at me. I, no, I'm not. You don't. Listen to the Spanish announce table for why I'm angry. It's mm. fucking pissed. Yeah. I'm pissed. Yeah. I'm fucking pissed. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. You know what else I'm going to do? Yeah. I'm just going to start like pushing buttons. Yeah, push buttons. I'm just going to push, push buttons. buttons. Right. Push all this. the buttons. Yeah. Yeah, you don't got a windscreen now. Oh I hope your asses pop. Oh I, hope your, I hope your asses pop. I hope your asses pop. Is that loud? Spanish announce table. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The uh, <laughs> the Tuesday night wars continue <laughs> here on Trending Topics Network podcast. The yes talk. That was the Spanish announce table. Captain Awesome. Titan, T-Mac, I challenged those motherfuckers. I said, I'm, we're going to start the, the Wednesday Night War because we release on Wednesday, but we actually record on Tuesday. So I'm like, it'll be the two. And ever since then, we just run in and disrupt our, uh, each other's shows for a moment. So uh, that's a thing. All right. I was watching. I watched SmackDown a little bit. Um, I don't watch it. I don't always watch, but I, I usually always watch SmackDown. All right, sometimes I don't, and I, I, I like to, but sometimes I just don't. I usually do every once in a while, but I don't always feel bad about it. I know it's gotten, uh, it's it's better. It goes up up and down, but it's pretty good right now. I think they're uh, putting Daniel Bryan, saving him for some SmackDowns. They're actually putting some guys only on SmackDown now to try to probably force you to watch that show. I don't know if it's an insult. I mean, but Daniel Bryan was at the arena for Monday Night Raw. He talked to Kane backstage. He didn't walk out from the curtain, but he's going to be on SmackDown. So, you know, all right. So I was watching SmackDown and uh, new the New Day. Uh, I want to talk about the New Day uh, a little bit. SmackDown or not, it's I want to talk about the New Day. All right, going against Kid and Cesaro on SmackDown. At first, I thought, why are they putting a new heel day, uh, a new heel New Day against an established heel team of the tag team champions? New Day had just kind of healed themselves. And here they are going against a very heel tag team championship t- uh, team. Uh, are they... Are they trying to turn them face? Are they trying to turn Cesaro and Tyson Kidd face? I, I don't think so. I love them as heels. Not only do I love Cesaro and Kidd as heels and in that team, not only do I love that, I love that it helps sell Natalia as a heel. As I've mentioned, I love what's going on with that team. But then I thought about it. I watched how it played out, and I realized they weren't actually selling New Day as heels yet. Uh, they're doing. They were doing this weird. They're doing this weird slow turn with them. Um, they're obviously being received as heels, more so than the uh, than the champs. Actually, the New Day uh, d- definitely had bigger reactions 
of the two teams. But I think that's partially because people weren't sure what to make of the booking of the match itself. Like, are we supposed to cheer for the champs or because uh, they've been heels? Or are we supposed to boo the champs? I want to support the champs. They're great talent, but they're clearly booked as heels. But now you have uh, this fresh heel turn uh, from New Day, uh, and, 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 it's, and it's exciting for the WWE Universe because they really want to boo the New Day. But New Day, like I said, they weren't being pitched as heels yet. They're doing this weird realization of playing it out with the Universe. Like, they keep trying to get... The chance from the universe allowing uh, them to get booed. They they they're doing the best thing they could do as heels. They are reacting to the reception. They're showing them that uh, that it bothers them, w- which makes the WWE universe want to heckle them even more. It works great. Some of you may or may not remember Mike Rotunda. Uh, who went by IRS. He also happens to be the father of Bray Wyatt and Bo Dallas. Uh, But in the uh, 1990s, um, in the 1990s, uh, he went by IRS, which was short for Erwin R. Scheister. He played the tax man, right? Uh, And people hate the tax man. Therefore, they hated IRS, Erwin R. Scheister. But people would chant Erwin in a really taunting way, like, Erwin, Erwin. And he played to it. He acted like he hated it. He went nuts. And since the audience hated this character, and obviously he didn't want to be called Erwin, the audience loved chanting Erwin. Same with chanting uh, Weasel at Bobby Heenan. Same with chanting Walrus at Paul Heyman, which you don't see that much anymore. Not right now. It may happen again. And the same thing with chanting New Day Sucks. New Day Sucks. The more New Day lets these chants get to them, the more the audience will chant it. And the more an audience chants for you, whether they like you or not, that's a good thing. It's better than getting no chance, which is where they were a few weeks ago, which is what they were getting before, and which was nothing. Nothing. I'm so glad New Day made the heel change. Uh, It it was needed. But even more importantly, the heel change is working. It's working. They are getting a, a way bigger response as heels. People are enjoying Booing them. People are having fun booing them now. It's wonderful. Big E, however, is not the mouthpiece for New Day. Xavier Woods is the only one of those three that should ever, and I mean ever, touch a microphone. Xavier Woods is and should be the mouthpiece of that faction. He's the newest to the main roster of those three, but he by far has the best mic skills. Biggie preaching works, and it's a great character. And the cadence uh, to turn a crowd, he has the cadence to turn a crowd against him, uh, which is what they want to do right now. But here's the problem with the preacher thing it's not how he's talking. It's not. It's not how he's talking. He's got that down. He can do the character voice. That's all right. The problem is what he's saying. The problem is his words. 
It's Biggie's words, and I'm not 100% sure if he has writers for these lines, but I kind of doubt it. I don't think anybody can come up with the ridiculousness that comes out of Biggie's mouth. Like, I'm watching him. He's talking. People are booing. I'm booing, but I'm not booing what he's saying. I'm booing the fact that he's talking at all. At all. So, all right. So that was that was my take from the SmackDown uh, former WWE superstar CM Punk recently conducted an interview with Sports Illustrated. During the interview, Punk uh, uh, was asked about his time in professional wrestling. Uh, CM Punk gave some interesting answers to the wrestling-centric questions, uh, with some of Punk's responses resulting in surprising and controversial statements uh, by the former WWE champion. CM Punk was first asked by Sports Illustrated what it was that made him such a good professional wrestler. Uh, well, And his response was, well, uh, that's another thing in that phony world. What does it mean to be a good fake wrestler? That's an identity crisis that I think I struggled with. It doesn't matter if you're the best. Someone else picks who they want in the top spot. Wow. So, I mean, he obviously is beholding some grudges. He's uh, angry. And I, I, I hope he gets back in the ring. But clearly, he uh, or maybe he's just giving these answers to try to separate himself um, from WWE while he steps into the octagon. Maybe it's an attempt to get people to take him more seriously. But I don't think, he, uh, I mean, insult, you know, but later in the interview, CM Punk was asked about why more pro wrestlers don't pursue a career in mixed martial arts. And he said, CM Punk responded, I've always been surrounded by guys who talked about it. Half of them talk about it. None of them do it. They have their little comfortable safety net doing WWE stuff, I guess. I would much rather give it a shot than just talk about it. And so I can applaud him for that if that's really what he wants to do. I think the whole thing is just him trying to give a middle finger to the WWE. I think, I mean, not, I'm not saying he doesn't have these goals, these ambitions, these wants, these desires. And trust me, I get it. When you put your mind to something, if you're an artist and you want to do something or you, it, you, just, you just do it and you obsess over it and there's nothing that will ever stop you from doing it. If, if that's the kind of person you are. And, you know, Phil Brooks is definitely that person. Um, so, I don't know. I feel like maybe he is just trying to separate himself. I don't know if he really is sincere with his phony this and that. I feel like maybe he's just trying to separate himself from the professional wrestling questions. I'm sure he's tired of being asked about professional wrestling while moving forward to UFC. He's done with professional wrestling at the moment. That's not part of his life right now. Uh, so I can imagine it would be frustrating for him where he wants to talk about UFC moving forward and people are still just asking him about professional wrestling. So he's just trying to make his name and his face known that he's an MMA fighter at this time. I don't feel that he has anything against professional wrestling. Maybe a little bit, maybe against the WWE. Maybe that's leaving a bad taste in his mouth. Maybe that's what, you know... Maybe they've really just put a taste that went through all of professional wrestling for him right now. But at the really, I think at the end of the day, 
He's just, again, trying to separate himself. He's just trying to say, look, I'm an MMA fighter now. I'm going to have a fight in UFC. Whether you like it or not, whether you watch wrestling or not, uh, whether you know who I am, whether you don't, whether you think I'm stupid or old or weak or out of shape or if I'm not experienced enough, he doesn't care, and he's an MMA fighter, and he just wants you to know that he is going to step into that octagon not as a professional wrestler. He's not under contract with professional wrestling. He just wants to talk about his his fighting. He wants to talk about fighting. So, you know, that could be respected, but it's probably a lot more WWE fans who would follow CM Punk right now. I mean, he's kind of a mainstream thing. Just CM Punk going to UFC, whether he's in WWE or not, him going to UFC is still, it's okay for WWE. It'd be much better if CM Punk was still there, but it's okay because it still puts their name in in the media, in the news, in the light. People are constantly CM Punk. You know, every, anytime former professional wrestler, former WWE champion steps into the ring, and it's another one. And with, with Brock Lesnar, who is a former UFC champion going back to WWE, and then you have CM Punk, a former WWE champion going to the octagon. It, I think it just shows that WWE has some serious top contenders stepping into their ring. I, granted, I'd love to see him back uh, in the ring, but but I, I applaud him. I will definitely be watching uh, his fight, his opening fight. You can count on it. Uh, I'm a huge CM Punk fan when he was around. So, all right. Uh, should Daniel Bryan be a heel? He's uh, reading a little bit about the round on that topic. Uh, should he be a heel? What happened to his mat wrestling? That's what I want to know. What happened to the mat wrestling of Daniel Bryan? That's actually what I really liked about him when he came into the main roster. He was little. He didn't have. His, I don't think he had a beard even. Real short haircut. Really pale. Didn't have a lot of color to him or or muscle. Just a but he could wrestle. Daniel Bryan could wrestle. And he knew a ton of moves. And I, I was a big fan of the of the wrestlers coming the the Dean Malenko and Kurt Angle and Benoit and you know I, it's just Daniel Bryan just fit that. He fit that. And you know yeah, he's little. He was little, but he would make you tap out. And he still does a move or two. But I think maybe right now is a good time with his injuries to go back to mat wrestling. I want to see his career last. I am a fan of the Daniel Bryan character. I think he could be a heel. Sure, I think he'd be a great heel. He is a great heel. He's done it before. Uh, I enjoy him as a face. I don't know. Do you think Daniel Bryan's getting stale? Do you think he's getting underused? I don't think this would have ever been an option or in question ever. I think Daniel Bryan would have been the next Hulk Hogan if they wouldn't have put him in the Royal Rumble match. And not only that, if they wouldn't have tried to even tease at repeating last year's WrestleMania, like when Roman Reigns, when the audience didn't, when they lost their shit, when they turned, when the booze and the canceling, the subscriptions, that was WWE's choice. To make that play with Roman Reigns. They chose that. Granted, that was a strong reaction from the universe. But it was WWE's choice. It was their decision. Obviously, there was a lot of really unhappy people. And pulling Daniel Bryan in to try to be that band-aid, 
I think took some steam away from Daniel Bryan. And it's not his fault. It's not. Did it was it worth it? Is Roman Reigns anywhere close to being more over than he was before he went in to the ring with Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 31? No. He's back to feuding with the big show. All right. So they took this character who couldn't have been hotter. We haven't seen anything that hot in I don't know how long. And they just they they poured a little water on the fire. You know, they, they really smothered it a little bit. I don't know if they had meant to. They probably did. Uh, I had not seen Daniel Bryan get booze or no chance uh, in a long time. But he did during that. So I feel like he has... I don't know if he's come lost steam, but it's not as hot. It's not as fiery or as like icy hot as it used to be. Still get excited, still chant yes, audience still goes nuts. He's still flying around the ring. But if he was a heel, he wouldn't have to fly around the ring like that. If he was a heel, he could do his mat wrestling, he could take his time, he could go against your faces. Your Dolph Ziggler, apparently nobody's booing Dolph Ziggler right now, you know. But I just want to, I would like to see Daniel Bryan get back to the mat wrestling. I would like to see that. I'd like to see more submission holds, more moves. Quick on the ground. Uh, quick on the ground. I mean, if you've just had neck surgery, I don't want to see him back on the shelf. I don't want to see an early retirement of such a great in-ring leader, such great talent, such great, such just such, just a great addition to the WWE roster. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a drink if that's all right. This is a segment I like to call the Body Slam Drink of the Week. All right, that was a good segment. All right, the WWE Hall of Famer Bobby Heenan underwent uh, an undisclosed surgery on Tuesday. Uh, according to the social media pages of colleagues Mike Tanay and Gene Okerlund. Tanay relayed word from Heenan's wife that surgery was successful, uh, which is great. Heenan's first, Heenan first announced he had throat cancer in 2002. He has since had tongue cancer and had to undergo reconstructive surgery on his jaw. Uh, you know, he's one of my all-time favorites. He was so good. Everything he did, the Heenan family, uh, the manager made the man when he was around, and Bobby the Brain Heenan made a lot of men. He made a lot of careers, and uh, I wish him a speedy recovery, and I, I hope to see and hear a little bit from him, see him back on his feet, and maybe we can see him out at next year's WrestleMania again. Uh, so our hearts are with you, the brain, our hearts are with you. You were my childhood, whether it was commentary, whether it was walking people to the ring, whether it was putting on a weasel suit. I have so many memories from Bobby the Brain Heenan. I'm glad things are okay. Stay strong. Your fans love you. And, and again, maybe we'll see you at WrestleMania 32. Uh, WWE announced that Jay Uso underwent shoulder surgery last week at WrestleMania. Uh, Jay Uso suffered... Uh, uh, a shoulder dislocation on the left arm, which was later evaluated back in Florida. WWE physician Dr. Stephen uh, DeQuino told WWE.com the story also notes that surgical steps were taken to tighten his rotor cuff 
and shoulder capsule. Uh, the timeline listed for his return is roughly six months. Wow. Jay Uso's out for six months. Uh, the early match injury angle at WrestleMania was actually done because Jay Uso went into the match injured. So the timeline listed for the storyline purposes with Naomi turning heel last night, uh, it will be interesting to see where they go with Jimmy Uso's now that he will be flying solo while his brother is out. So Jimmy's out. Jimmy's and Jay Uso, who's Naomi's uh, husband, uh, well, that, I guess that actually makes a lot of sense. If Jey Uso is going to be off the shelf, and Jey Uso is a huge face, he is a big face, uh, then I guess I guess that would make sense why Naomi went heel last night. I don't. Does that matter? Is that a thing now? Is that a thing? That's a good time? Really? That's a thing? Suddenly, uh, a diva can't... Because last time I checked... Uh, Nikki Bella is the biggest heel diva on the roster, and her husband is John fucking Cena. All right? Brie Bella, right now, trying to be the second biggest heel on the roster. Her husband is Daniel Bryan. All right? So I don't see why they had to wait. I mean, it's timely. It works. But I, I don't see why they would have had to wait for Jey Uso to leave to push, uh, Natalia, to push uh, Naomi as a heel. I don't. Um, it'll be fun to see Jimmy Oso go out solo for the next six months. I wonder if he'll be out, like if they're really going to give him a push. I think if Jimmy Uso, I mean, this could be good when they came back. That could really put some heat under them, uh, give him a little story to come back to. What if Jay Uso comes back to a United States champion brother of Jimmy Uso? What if Jimmy Uso has a belt? When he comes back, or what if Jimmy Uso started a tag team with uh, somebody? I don't know. What if he and then he became the tag team champions, right? Then you have a brother coming back to a tag team championship brother, except he's not on the team. There's feuds there. There's friction there. I maybe they'll do something. Maybe we won't see as much as Jimmy as we might think we we will. But uh, all right. Ronda Rousey spoke about the experience of WrestleMania 31 uh, on a podcast hosted by Rowdy Roddy Piper. Uh, she also stated that she sees a return to WWE in her future. Um, that would be, uh, I mean, that's obvious though. I mean, it's good to hear her say it, but I think that's really obvious. Ronda Rousey says, actually, she said there's no way she won't return to the ring. So that's awesome to hear. I'm glad she enjoyed herself. Welcome to professional wrestling, Ronda Rousey. I cannot wait to see you back into the ring. When will it be? Uh, probably WrestleMania 32. Could it be sooner? Maybe. It might. We could see a Rock and Rousey versus Triple H and Stephanie at SummerSlam. And then you could see those matches separately at WrestleMania. I think that's, a, I mean, because they're definitely, Rock's a part-timer, but he'll come in for Survivor Series. He'll definitely go to, to WrestleMania. Plus, they have 100,000 seats. Plus, they have to fill in Texas next year. 100,000 seats. How do you do that? Put The Rock back in the ring. Put Ronda Rousey back in the ring. 
But I think, you know what? I think that tag team match, a Survivor Series, I think that would be a great thing. I, I really do. Uh, Ronda Rousey said, in quote, uh, I hit the ground running. The first I ever wrestled was at WrestleMania 31 with an attendance record at Levi Stadium. I had a problem when I left. The problem is there's no way I can't not go back in there again. There's no way. After experiencing that... Listen to this, pro wrestling fans. This is Ronda Rousey saying, after experiencing that, there's nothing like it. Ah, doesn't that make you feel good? Isn't that just make you tingle a little bit? Just to hear Ronda Rousey, the number one fighter in the world right now, probably number one female, maybe the number one fighter, probably the number one draw, maybe next to, I mean, it, I don't know, Mayweather, Ronda Rousey, right now, it's probably about the same. You know? I mean, they're both huge draws. She's got to be one of the biggest draws in the country, uh, for sure, at the moment. Uh, uh, she, went off to, she went on to say, the second I left... Uh, the second I left, I was already thinking, how can I possibly... How, go back. I didn't even change yet. I hadn't even gotten out of my outfit yet. Mm. I was nervous in a way when I knew the appearance was coming up. Rousey said I was trying to look like I was cool, but my heart and my chest were pounding. I was trying not to look obvious, but I think I totally did. Oh, God. That's so. We made her nervous. We made her nervous, guys. You hear that, pro wrestling fans? We made Ronda Rousey nervous. We made her heart pump. We made her chest pump. We made we put tingles on her arms. We put fear in her. We filled her with anxiety. We scared her and filled her with anticipation. And that makes me feel good. And not only because we made her feel like that, because she enjoyed it so much. Because she loved it. Because she wants to come back. And I cannot wait until that happens. Um, she uh, also talked, Ronda Rousey also talked about the difference between a real fight and an appearance of that nature. Uh, she said, I think it's, um, she said this today, Tuesday, whatever this Tuesday is, uh, <laughs> today. I think it's the uncertainty of the fight. I don't know exactly what's going to happen. I don't know if I'm going to get really hurt I don't know what they're going to I don't, I don't know what they're going to come out with my mind is still running over a million things that could possibly happen whereas when I know exactly what's going to go down roughly because it didn't go down exactly as I thought give or take I'm like okay this is the way it's going to be and if it's going to be this way I'm not going to screw it up whereas in a fight I'm like don't get stuck in a certain way it can go anyway so don't screw it up it's a different kind of anxiety well either way it's anxiety and that's what we have uh that brings us to the gimmick change of the week. That's right, the gimmick change of the week. Every week I come up with a new wrestler, a new WWE superstar in desperate, and I mean desperate, need of a gimmick change. 
Uh, we did we did Sin Cara, who actually since uh, I like what I'm seeing in the tag team. Still think as when he was in a solo, I still think that guy has a lot of a lot he can offer the company. Not a Sin Cara. Um, we we actually have we did New Day, and there they are. Here they are, guys. All right, so. Everybody we talk about here on the Yes Talk that's in desperate need of a gimmick change, well, they kind of get it, all right? So this week, um, my for the gimmick change of the week, I'm going after Ryback. Feed me more. Feed me more. Feed me more. Somebody feed him and shut him the fuck up. There is no depth to this character. There is no depth to the Ryback character. Everything about him was inspired from somebody else. All right? That's why when people came out, they chanted Goldberg. He's like Goldberg in RVD's clothes. He's like Rob Van Goldberg. It's terrible. The way he was introduced was bad. The way he was brought up losing in main event matches was bad. Just being thrown into those main... He, uh, all right, Ryback uh, uh, brought the jobbers back. Um, if, if you remember that, when they first brought Ryback to the main card, WWE brought the jobbers back. And at first, I thought this was cool. I'm like, this is how it used to be when I was growing up. There isn't that level of jobber anymore. Like now a jobber is your Heath Slater or Zack Ryder, people that probably won't win ever, but that's their role. Like our truth is a jobber for sure. I mean, Mark Henry's become a jobber now. Big Show's almost there. I mean, he's pretty much jobbing for Roman Reigns right now, but Big Show's big enough where he can look powerful as a jobber, right? But... Uh, that used to bring in, they used to bring in no name talent and have them go against the superstars. And and then at the pay-per-views is where you'd see the actual matches. They would build the stories without having in matches. Now you get the match five times before the pay-per-view and probably four more times after the pay-per-view for three more pay-per-views. They seem to be getting away from that now sometimes, but it definitely still exists. It definitely still happens. The best two out of three pay-per-view feuds definitely still happens. Cena and Rusev, perfect example of it. Uh, they're doing an okay job now, not putting them in the ring together, which is good. Uh, we don't need to see that. Uh, that like 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 the Miz and the Mizdow don't need to see that match yet either. Again, save it for the pay per view. I'll talk about that a little bit more later. But the WWE was willing to bring that nobody level of jobber back for Ryback. Like, they really believed in him. And I don't know why. I don't know why. Some Again, somebody please feed him and shut him up. Uh, what other characters could we do for Ryback? I mean, there has to be more to that guy than this Ryback character. All right? Feed me more. Feed me more. Without that chant, he's nothing. And I mean nothing. I really believe people just like chanting and they don't really like Ryback. Again, people don't like Ryback. They just like chanting. Maybe people are hungry and they just really want to eat 
two. I I see Ryback get little to nothing ovation, if not booed time and time again. And as soon as he starts pumping his chest, the entire arena, feed me more, feed me more. What are you doing? You didn't even give him applause. You didn't clap when he came out. Half of you booed. And now feed me more, feed me more, make up your mind. If you don't like him, if you don't like the character, then quit chanting for him or nothing will ever change. And when I look at the current roster of WWE and think what needs to be changed, I think Ryback. So what characters could he do? Let him play a school teacher. It's the opposite of what he's doing now, which is uh, a character who is smart. He may have to be a GED teacher, but a teacher. Have him come down in khaki pants and a shirt and tie, and he'll be like, I'm going to flunk you out of the ring. and Or put him in. Here, you ready? Put Ryback in the authority. Mm, mm. How about that for an idea? Put Ryback in the authority let him stand there with big show and Kane for a while in a suit it changes the look completely and lets you forget about what you used to see that's the problem every new push they've done with him is the exact same character undefeated face heel tag team back to face all the same character it's the same nothing it's maybe standing there with not a lot of lines as, as a definitive heel with the authority would be good for him. He'd get more camera time. Uh, even if he's just standing there, he's standing next to Triple H or the champion, you know. Uh, he wouldn't have to do any catchphrases at all. He wouldn't have to do anything but look tough uh, and look tough in a suit. Again, back to the suit and tie. Back to the tie. The, look. Let him kind of wear what Kane is wearing to the ring for a while, which is another good thing because it gets him out of his onesie, his Rob Van Goldberg onesie. Uh, I mean, that's not good. It's not, it's, I mean, it's Rob Van Dam's artist. Okay, but it's also the onesie. And you're not a high flyer. You look ridiculous. Your characters, and he could be a biker, he could be a baker, or let him go. How about that? Just let him go. Oh no! How many people did I just piss off right now? I don't think Ryback adds anything positive to the current WWE roster. He would be king in TNA. King Ryback versus Seth Rollins for the belt? I don't think so. Ryback is outclassed by Seth Rollins in the ring. Ryback versus Cena for the U.S. title? Seen it. And after the matches we've seen Cena have on Raw lately, I don't think Ryback could stand a chance. He's not compelling. There's nobody. I mean nobody. I would be interested in seeing Ryback feud with. At least not right now and not with this character. And that's our gimmick change for the week, uh, which brings us 
to the Raw Recappuccino, uh, where we go over the steamiest, most caffeinated, and bubbly parts of Monday Night Raw. Man, uh, what a great crowd last night, huh? I mean, what a great crowd, Raw England. Ah, it wasn't live. That's a thing. It wasn't live, but what a great crowd. They're all heels. They're all heels. Uh, and Cena was, uh, right, actually, when he came out. Uh, man, there, there, did you notice how few children there were there? And that's why I think maybe Cena was getting booed so heavily. Like, he really came. I mean, they just booed the life out of him on the way to the ring. And then he gets out and says, what's up, England? They're like, yay. He said, but okay. And so the one thing I did, I, I don't always enjoy Cena. Mike, but he is good on the mic, but I enjoy what he said last night. He was right. Cena was right when he said England should have a WrestleMania. That's the second time he's said that, I think. I'm pretty sure that's the second time Cena has said that. So I'm wondering, uh, maybe WrestleMania 33? Maybe WrestleMania 34? Maybe 35? I mean, I, I, why wait? Let's go. They're going to sell out. You can go back. I mean, they had Wembley Stadium for SummerSlam uh, 90. Was it I for, uh, I 89? They had Brett, whatever had Bret Hart and the British Bulldog headline. I mean, it was a great. It was great. So, I mean, they'll, it, they come here. Every year for WrestleMania. And they're actually what makes WrestleMania and the Raw after WrestleMania a lot of fun. Because there's this international audience. I would love to see. I mean, I just watch them at home anyways. I'm pretty sure I'm going to go to WrestleMania 32. That is my goal. I'm going to buy a package to WrestleMania 32 in Dallas. And I'm going to go to the Hall of Fame. I'm going to go to WrestleMania. And I'm going to go to Raw. And uh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to love doing it. It's it's and who that's like a dream of, of a wrestling fan, isn't it? Or you just I'm gonna go to WrestleMania one day. I mean, a wrestler's dream is to wrestle in WrestleMania, uh, and our our dream as a fan is just to go. I just want to go there and see the ring. I want to be able to see the ring, and not only that, I want to be able to afford to be able to see the ring when I go. So, I, I, anyways. Um. Ah, okay. Uh, but yeah, I let's see WrestleMania 32 in England. Um, you want Cena to be the U.S. champion in America? That's fine. That's cool. I'm okay with that. Uh, but let's not flaunt that overseas. When he walks out sporting the United States Championship belt. Being booed that heavily, having the United States Championship belt on his shirt, saying he's fighting for the United's and nothing he says is getting cheered except WrestleMania should be in England. That gets a cheer. But I, I just feel I know they're booing Cena, but can we just not make Cena the poster boy for America overseas? Okay, us here, we get it over there. Come on, give us a break. Make us look like we have a fighting fucking chance. All right. How many times has Cena had the belt versus Flair? Cena versus Flair? I mean, Flair put people over all the time. Who's the last person 
Cena really put over. I mean, really. He beat Rusev at WrestleMania this year. He beat Wyatt at WrestleMania last year. He's beating the entire roster in the middle of the ring. Getting in the ring. How? Oh, you want me to put you over? I'll let you get in the ring with me. That's it. I'm not going to lose. Hell no. He did have a great match with Bad News Barrett. He did. These matches with Cena, uh, this is the most I've enjoyed watching Cena. I will say that because the matches are good. They have to be good. If the matches weren't good, it would just be pointless to do it because you would just be burying your mid-card roster. So the only way to do this Cena thing, to this open challenge every week, every show, is to make the matches amazing. That's the only it's the only way it benefits anybody else on the card. So, um uh, the Rusev, that kind of was, uh, that was a fun way to punch John Cena with a chain. Uh, that's what I'll say. That was a fun way to see John Cena get punched with a chain. Uh, so we're going to see that the Russian chain match, not a American, you know, um, hardware store chain. It's, this is a Russian chain match. So, um, uh, which we'll talk about a little bit more here in a little bit. Uh, what a dumbass Divas Battle Royal. Not what? Seriously? How many people were even in that? Like, dumbass Divas Battle Royal. Not over the top rope. Not even over the second rope. Okay, they don't even have to go over a rope? Really? Uh, so, all right, page one, that makes me happy. Page versus Nikki at Extreme Rules, and I really hope Page gets that. I think Page needs to take that belt at Extreme Rules, uh, and then I, I think it's time to bring in some NXT uh, girdles. I mean, you could break that. I mean, they were building a little tension for Nikki and Brie. They were doing that. Like, they were at the, sitting at the table. JBL was like, oh, what if you wanted the belt? What about the belt? You want the belt? I mean, he was planting those little seeds that they do. The commentators are great about that. Like, the commentators at ringside can build stories without anybody ever doing anything. But they started planting those seeds. And uh, it's, it's something I'd like to play out. It's something I would have liked to play out 30 days uh, after uh, their match last time, their last match. You know, so the story's definitely still there. I mean, does that story need to play out with a title? Does a Bella feud need a title? It would add a little bit, I guess. That would be okay. I mean, a Brie Bella champion, a face champion, I would be okay. I'd be okay with that, with that face turn. I, they're totally different people. They're totally different characters. Uh, I think they could both succeed in singles competition for a while, and I'd really like to see that match happen. Um, does it need a belt? I don't know. Uh, I do, I'd like to see Paige continue. I'd like to see Paige get the belt and then welcome some new ladies from NXT uh, after Extreme Rules. Will that happen? I don't know. Uh, but they definitely put the pieces down. Uh, Bray Wyatt's promo video, just video promos again. All right, let's just call people out from the big screen again. Uh, Lucha Dragon versus Ascension. Kalisto is amazing. He's so good, and he's so much fun to watch. More fun to watch than Sakara was even when he first debuted. And Sakara was fun. I really enjoyed the lighting, the blue lights. A lot of people hated on it, but I really enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed it when it was Sin Cara, but now it's not Sin Cara, so I don't enjoy that. It not Sin Cara, Sin Cara. 
But I love Kalisto, and I like the Lucha Dragons. They're a fun team. Fun, fun team. Um, Roman Reigns uh, wasn't uh, his promo wasn't horrible. He's getting better. Uh, still feuding with Big Show. Uh, and Reigns said something in the ring. He said, uh, "I'll retire you." He said, "I'll punch you so hard I'll retire you," or something like that. Now, are they hinting? Is that a hint? Is he just talking shit? Is he just saying you're old? Or are they trying to hint to a retirement match? Could uh, could we see Big Show retiring soon? And could it be Roman Reigns who does it? Could Roman Reigns retire Big Show? Hey, you know what? In the big picture, that helps Roman Reigns a lot. Moving forward, it does. Roman Reigns moving forward saying, I retired the Big Show. That helps the Big Show. Is that where it's going to stop? Is Kane on his way out? Could Roman Reigns retire Kane too? Now, could Roman Reigns a year from now, even six months from now? And if Big Show does retire, are we going to see, maybe we'll see the Ryback take his place with the authority. Which again, hey, our gimmick change of the week this week. I already said it. Ryback and that authority could be a great spot for him. Uh, He's just for that, you know, thug muscle type. But uh, so six months from now, could we see Rain saying, I retired the big show. And not only that, I retired the bitch red machine, Kane. I retired Kane and the big show. So what do you say about that? I could see it. Why not? If they're going to go, I mean, you know, I mean, again, it's just something he said. Well, let me know what you think. Do you think that they're planting seeds? Could Roman Reigns retire the big show? Tweet me, hashtag the yes talk. Tweet me, hashtag the yes talk. Let me know what you think. And again, tweet me uh, anytime with all your pro wrestling questions and comments. I'm here every week. Uh, I, I, I just talk. I write stuff out. The more you tweet, the less I have to type. Okay, that's about what how this is going to go. Uh, the Orton versus Cesaro DQ, the quick DQ. Uh, I think the best thing Kane has done in a long time was uh, ordering that match to continue. Uh, Kane had a weird night. He said testicles. Uh, Seth Rollins wanted to lay down with Kane. That was weird. Uh, uh, he really he's in. Uh, he wanted Kane, and it's Kane. Kane battled uh, inner. Uh, Inner non-demons. Apparently, he's the bitch red machine now. Um, and Big Show even gave Kane the the how to be a bitch speech. Did you hear that? Big Show giving Kane, well, this is how you take it from the WWE. Like, the how to be a bitch speech from the Big Show. He should sell those DVDs. I'm sure he knows all about it. Uh, so, uh, okay, so... And this whole, is Kane going to lay down? Seth Rollins really, now keep in mind, Seth Rollins really wants Kane to lay down for him. Like, he wants, Seth Rollins is like, lay down, Kane, uh, right? And Kane's like, oh, God, am I going to lay down with Seth Rollins? And it really built the big question on Raw. It built, is Kane going to lay down for or with Seth Rollins, or am I going to lay down and go to sleep? Seth Rollins was begging Kane to lay down. Booker T was hilarious 
that while this was going on, Booker T, while Rollins and Kane were struggling about laying down with each other, like Rollins wants Kane to lay down, but Kane's not sure he wants to lay down with him, and Booker says he was struggling with himself. Which way is he going to go? What? Which way is he going to go? Is he going to lay down with Seth Rollins or isn't he? Oh, shit. <laughs> what? Oh, God. <laughs> but he did. Kane uh, definitely laid down for Seth Rollins. He took it. He laid down with the man and took it. Uh, uh, what else has gone up at the Raw Recappuccino Week 2? Two of why is he still going by Mizdow and why are they still giving this match away for free again? Uh, <laughs> TNA has to have these big matches, and of course, I'm speaking of Miz versus Mizdow. TNA, which is a big match, it's a big built match. It's they've pushed it, they've built it for a long time. A long time. TNA has to have big matches on TV because nobody watches the pay-per-views, that, at least the ones that they even still have, which isn't many. Lucha Underground has to have title matches on TV. WWE doesn't have to have this match on TV. You can build this match and continue the story without having them in matches every week leading up to Extreme Rules. You can just build the story. The story is there. We don't need that match. We need one match, which should have been at WrestleMania, but you're going to have it at Extreme Rules. Okay, you had the breakup at WrestleMania. I'm okay with that. It's still a big thing. It was a fun moment. We all wanted to see it. It does something else that came out of WrestleMania, uh, you know, pre-show, I guess. That's how you build that with the pre-show. But anyways, uh the only, WWE does not uh, have to give away these matches, and nor should they. The only thing different uh, this time is Sandow won in like two minutes, and he's with Summer Ray now. But he's still going by Miz Dow. Oh, Jesus. All right. Uh, primetime players had a fun promo. Uh, the, the rainbow bear joke. That was hilarious. Uh, he says, rainbow is my favorite color, which got an applause. It got an applause, by the way. When the publicly known gay wrestler said that rainbow is his favorite color in England, it got an applause. It wasn't a huge applause, but it was there. I heard it. They appreciated it. They said, hey, that thanks for uh, just being yourself and being open. That takes courage. Um, Neville versus Ziggler. Fucking God. The 450 splash off the barricade. God. Neville is amazing. It's the it's back to the new level for Neville. All right? New level for Neville. There you have it. New level of Neville. Neville takes the match to the next level. It's the new level of Neville. Adrian Neville is a guy who can take Ziggler to main event status. He can take a lot of people to main event status because he is that good. He's that good. He's that good. All right. Uh, I'm really excited for Adrian Neville on the main card. Um, and and that's just about it. Uh, so Kane laid down with uh, Seth Rollins. That's That happened. Um that did happen. Kane laid down with Seth Rollins. And the next time Seth Rollins came out, when he came back to the ring for the stipulations, 
he was waddling. So he Kane laid down with him, and then he waddled to the ring. Whatever. Um, and the WW.com posted a new poll asking if Kane should bring his mask back with over 13,000 votes. Uh, an overwhelming 90% of the vote is in fan favorite of bringing the mask back. Where is the Roman Reigns retiring, Kane? Uh, is that a thing? Is that a thing? So, okay, so which brought us to the stipulations uh, for the upcoming heavyweight championship match. Uh, so, which just takes us to uh, Extreme Rules so far. Uh, all right, it's what we're looking at so far right now for Extreme Rules. Orton versus Rollins. Rollins stipulation for Randy Orton is no RKO, which, wow, okay, all right, no RKO from Randy Orton. Orton stipulation for Seth Rollins to keep the authority out, to keep J&J security out, is to put the match in a steel cage. All right, so now for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship match, you have Randy Orton versus Seth Rollins in a steel cage, and Randy Orton can't use his RKO. Wow, both of these, uh, both of both of these favor Seth Rollins. Okay, Randy should have been like, with if the authority interferes, I automatically get the title. Okay, that's what he should have done, because uh, both of these favor Seth Rollins. The authority can climb the cage. It's not a hell in the cell. It's going to have a door. They're going to have a chain. It's going to have a padlock. They're going to get inside. And you know what? Maybe they do get inside, and that's what costs them. I mean, maybe that's why they set it up like this. Randy Orton won at WrestleMania. He's probably not going over at Extreme Rules. I'm definitely calling this a Seth Rollins victory with assistance from the authority inside the cage. I think we're going to see a laid out Randy Orton, but as soon as he loses, we're going to see a whole lot of RKOs, aren't we, inside that steel cage? As soon as Randy Orton, and that could be the last, that could be the final night. I mean, Randy Orton, Seth Rollins, steel cage, Rollins loses, but then, but then he gets the RKO. Ref didn't see it. Never. It doesn't even matter because the match is over. Here comes the RKOs you wanted to see. We'll put them on five people, and uh, that's probably how we're going to end Extreme Rules 2015. Um, Cena versus Rusev. The Russian chain match, which is pretty – okay. Um, again, that is not an Ace Hardware chain. That is a chain from Russia. Uh, it's pretty much the uh, the strap match where they will be chained to each other and they have to touch all four uh, top turnbuckles in succession to win the match. So, And that's pretty much what it is. And uh, hopefully it's an opportunity uh, for Rusev to punch Cena with the chain a lot. I mean a lot. I'm sure we're going to see the, uh, the, the his, some, Cena's STFU. I'm sure we're going to see that with a chain around Rusev's neck. But we might see Rusev's finisher with that chain around Cena. I love that finisher of Rusev, too. It's just a throwback to the Iron Sheik, that camel clutch. It's so good. I, I, I'd love to see that with the chain around Cena's neck. Wouldn't that be fun? All right. Daniel Bryan versus Bad News Barrett. Uh, at this time, I haven't heard of a stipulation for that match yet. Uh, Paige versus Nikki Bella, and I would expect to see Miz versus Sandow or Miz Dow, whatever they decide to call him. It's, that is so frustrating to me. 
Let him. Why does he have to earn his name back? Is is he never going to be called Sandow again? Like, what are they holding off for? Is that's? I mean, is that the last piece to your puzzle? He has to earn back the right to be himself. Jesus, I, I say it every week. Give him the "You're Welcome" shirt back. Give him the "I am greater than you" back. When you give him back to us, just give us, just give us Sandow back. Fuck. I'd like to see the new level of Neville make his pay-per-view debut at Extreme Rules. Not sure who against. Uh, hopefully it's somebody good. He's a, had a, a wonderful uh, matches here coming into this. Um, and from our social media suplex, while we're talking about that, from Nathaniel Feliciano, uh, could we be seeing a – so, again, for the social media suplex, just tweet us, hashtag the yes talk, and I will uh, I will get to you. Uh, I will read these on the show. Now, could we be seeing a Kane face turn or the dissolve of the authority? Uh, we could be seeing a Kane face turn, but I don't think people care about Kane enough to get a face turn out of him. Uh, I think we're just showing the that it's, an, it's just something else to sell the authority. I was expecting to see The Undertaker last night. Part of me thought when Kane was sitting there like, oh, God, should I lay down with this man or not? I thought we were going to see an Undertaker come back, just even rescue him to pull him out. But I don't know. I I don't know what they're doing with Kane. I'm curious to see that one play out. Hopefully it doesn't take up too much camera time. And also uh, Nathaniel Feliciano, all the way from Los Angeles, California, asked, uh, how long will it take for Neville to start winning and chasing gold? Well, he did win his first match. I mean, his second match was with the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. I mean, just, again, that match alone helps put him over. His match with Ziggler definitely was a wonderful, wonderful match. And Adrian Neville... Man, he's a better in-ring performer than Ziggler. He works circles around Ziggler. Ziggler will become better working with Neville. Ziggler will become better working with Neville. It's something I've always thought. Ziggler is really good, but he's really good for WWE. When you go to the indies, if you watch PWG, when you watch guys like Adrian Neville and Finn Balor and Adeo Atom, when you watch these guys in the ring, they do stuff that Ziggler doesn't come close to doing. He doesn't come close. I think he wants to. He could. He just hasn't gotten there yet. He's great WWE. He's great for WWE. But when you get some other people, some different styles, Ziggler is not that fast. He's not that. He. I mean, he's just not that. But he will be. I Again, I think Neville will make Ziggler a better wrestler. Um, Neville versus... Wyatt would be wonderful. Chasing gold? Man, what gold? What do you want to see him take? Neville, could he come out maybe after extreme rules? If Cena beats Rusev, come out for an open challenge? I don't want to see Neville come out for an open challenge if he's not going to win. I don't want it. Let him come out and win. I mean, if Cena made this belt that good then I don't think that would hinder the belt. I, I do not. All right, uh, let, let him win. Let, I mean, but so when's he going to chase gold? I mean, he's already fighting the champion. That's his second match on the main roster, and he's already fighting the WWE heavyweight champion. So I think, I don't know if he's chasing gold, but they're staying, he's standing right next to it. 
he's showing them that he's got what it takes to wear it. And I can't—I don't know when, but it's—I I can't wait till it happens. All right, uh, I love you, pro wrestling fans. I really do. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, I, I, I'm what I would call fan legacy. What gives me the right? I, some people that what gives me the right to talk about pro wrestling? My love. And you know what else? I give me the right. I'm what I call fan legacy. You know, like if a wrestler like Randy Orton, he's legacy. His dad was a wrestler. Now he's a my dad was a fan and passed it on to me. Therefore, I'm fan legacy. I'm Dustin Kaufman. This is the Yes Talk. Please share with your friends. Subscribe, download, whatever the hell you got to do. Follow me on Twitter and tweet hashtag yes, hashtag the Yes Talk, and I'll read you on the show next week. All right, bye, wrestling world.